Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. So today our episode is entitled, The Talk. But uh, before we get going, uh, let's just set this up a little bit for those of you that haven't hung out with us before. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and I believe we're still friends. We are still friends, yes. And we had a little delay in taping today because the ice cream truck came by and Greg had to have a snack. So I think we're on track now, are we, Greg? We are. It was actually not an ice cream truck. It was homemade uh, frozen banana, peanut butter, and vanilla blended together. So I'm still in a little bit of a, a frozen delight dream here. So I will try to be focused. That would be great. <laughs> We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others can often miss the mark. We will most often start from the employee's perspective and move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed and learned from others how they successfully manage these types of situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today? We are going to have a good discussion. You know, even the topic and uh, title of this one, the talk, you know, you should be holding up those quotes with fingers time for the talk. So uh, I'm sure this is going to be a good one. So uh, let's set this up. You're being confronted about a failing in which you experience some or all of the following. Your manager is very upset with you about the actual failing voices are raised. Your boss is being intimidating. They throw a whole bunch of concerns at you all at once. They don't give you some space to ask questions. The conclusion is very final, but doesn't tell you what's next. They seem to suggest that others above them are angry about the situation as well. You get the impression that your transgression is widely discussed and known. You are confused because there have been ongoing discussions about the situation, and this seems to be a major step up in that concern. So, Greg, how do you think this affects our relationships and the work environment? Well, my uh, my the visual that came to my mind was the the uh, person sitting on the deck chair, and the wind just kind of you know the the thing. I think it was a Sony or one of those commercials about sound, where everything was just blowing back. The hair is blowing back. It's like this tsunami of energy and and negativity coming towards you that was the image and you can imagine how you feel with that because often these talks are 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 with short notice and and the intensity is quite and you don't know what's going on often so uh boy oh boy it can throw you for a loop and i think there's a bit of fear around this topic as well both as a manager and as the employee I think it takes us to an uncomfortable situation. I don't know if we get a lot of training on how to do this. And we probably all have uh, some situations in our past, either as a manager or as an employee, where this did not go well. And something that could probably be dealt with in uh, a pretty quick and fair manner ends up bringing all sorts of other things into it. Yeah, and you know, for me, one of the things, and we talk about this, I think, in, in most of our podcasts, is the, the thing, actually, that I've talked about for a while is the power of pause. Finding an ability as, your, as a manager 
to pause because often this is a reaction to something else. I mean, in your setup, you said, you know, the, they're angry about a situation that is uh, their boss may be angry about. So it's that download. So it's often that reaction. And so, uh, so important that managers find ways to recognize when that energy is rising and to find a place to pause. And then, and we're going to talk about some of the things that they can then put into place that will help these be so much more effective. Because there are obviously times when you need to talk and times when you need to hold accountability. And in particular, in this COVID environment, virtually it makes it even harder because you have to try and convey these issues or concerns uh, over a Zoom call or a phone call or, or some other technology. And that makes it even more challenging and more likely that we'll actually step away with it or show up in the way we're not supposed to show up. I like that. And uh, kind of the question comes up for me, is this about fixing whatever's wrong or is this about how I feel about what happened? Mm. Yeah, emotions are a big piece of this. No question, I agree. So what are some simple common sense things as managers that we should probably keep in mind when we're dealing with this situation? So the first one, plan out the conversation. And to your point, keep cool and be respectful. Yeah, you know, we've talked about this uh, as well how important this planning aspect is. And I've shared with, uh, on another podcast and I'll share it probably again, cause I like it is this CPR model, which is understand the context, understand your purpose and context is how's that person feeling? What's actually happening here? Purpose is what am I trying to accomplish and the results, uh, you know, what's the intention of this dialogue and what, uh, are is the results. So, uh, Practice CPR as you're planning for these discussions. It's a great little model um, that allows you to think through things. I like that. And you have mentioned that in uh, other podcasts that uh, people will be listening to uh, in the future with us. The second one, and I really like this one, outline the specific issue. No sweeping generalities. I don't know how many times somebody above me has come to me and says, I'd like you to speak to Greg. And I've asked the question about what and then i get some you know generalities and i've gone back at them what specifically do you want me to talk to them about obviously you're upset about something is it that you didn't get what you wanted but if if you're talking about you know disciplining somebody having to talk with them what specifically do you want me to take to them to ask them to improve or to change yeah and and, and remember that it's from your perspective so uh, uh you can be you can be as broad as possible and loose and that really doesn't help anybody and and you don't really know what's happening what you know is what you've seen a gap that's occurred from your perspective what that makes you think and feel and this should be a a seek to understand be clear about what you're seeing and then allow space for them to explain so that specific specificness of upfront is really important and to remember that it's my view my perception of what's happening which is important to express but then to understand what's happening here yeah and somebody explained this 
to be suggested to me once. And to a certain extent, I think I, I buy into it depending on the circumstance that when you're talking about generalities, you're talking about how you feel about something. When you're talking about a specific issue, that's a fact. And it's so important that we are specific enough in the fact so that people can recognize that. And if they need to change or learn how to do something, then they can do something like that. If you're talking about sweeping generalities, you're talking more about your feelings about something and people's personalities. Yeah, and I think both are important, you know, because I do think facts and remembering facts are from your perspective. Uh, but facts are what I saw is a fact. Uh, that's something that I saw. This is what I occurred. Feelings are also important because I think it is important to be able to say, but it's feelings specific to the facts. So here's what I saw. Here's what that made me think. Here's how that made me feel. Those are all important things to be able to articulate because we're, we, we're, we're humans and we, we're, we have all of those things in it. But start with what you specifically, the facts that you saw, what that made you think, what that made you feel, those are really, really important. So I do think it includes all of them, but uh, I agree, uh, feelings not focused on a fact is like just a wandering story that doesn't make any sense. It's gotta be specific around what what is it that you want to accomplish in this dialogue between yourself and your employee. I really like that, being grounded in an issue. I really like that. Mm. Be clear about what type of behavior or work that you expect. It's one thing to talk to somebody that you're not happy with what they're doing, but you have to help them develop, uh, change. You have to give them uh, a target to shoot for. Yeah, and if possible, hopefully, and we've, uh, you know, we, I, we have another, uh, uh, one of our topics, you know, around performance setting, objective setting, and those type of things. Hopefully, you've been clear up front when you've begun this project or this idea or this, you know, the year or what the work that they're doing is to say, hey, this is what uh, good looks like. Let's agree to what success looks like. And if you have done that, you're then able to point back. Remember when we sat down, we talked about this is what great behavior looks like in that situation. Uh, if you haven't done that, then this is probably an important time for you to say, okay, let's, let's sit down and talk about um, what, what, what good looks like in here. Because if we haven't done that, shame on me. We haven't been clear. I want to be clear with you and I want your input here as to what success, what good behavior looks like. Yeah, and to build on all that, I'm, I'm going to put the next two together because they just seem to fit right. You know, when we're having this discussion, be clear about how the expectations weren't met and what the expectations were and reference any specific rule, instruction, or thing that outlines the expectation because a lot of people uh, are very literal or they're tactile. They really need to know exactly what is wrong. And if you can show them... Uh, uh, either an email or a rule book or whatever it is, it just makes the conversation uh, more effective. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and the other piece of that is the why. The why is important. So, because you can, you can uh, say the expectation. You can even tell them about the related rule or instructions that, that relate to that. But getting to the why it's important also really deepens my understanding of it and also the importance of it. Um, I think that's the other piece. Yeah, and in delivering this information, uh, give the employee space to absorb the conversation, be open to questions. There's gonna be a reaction. I found in the past, it's so helpful to not 
jam it down their throat and that's the end of it. It's, it, this is a relationship and you have to give people the space to absorb what you're saying and to maybe ask some uh, probing questions so that they do understand. Yeah, and I, I think that's really important. And you know, that equally important is, is how you enter into the conversation. So if you, uh, if you don't pause, take a breath, find a way to breathe and get focused on what you're going to do, you will be like a blah of information, right? That overload of information. Um, and uh, this allows you to uh, not really plan for those spaces. Um, and so what we wanna do is, it's your point, actually build in pauses in your conversation to have those, those uh, spaces for that person to both absorb and reflect and to think about it. And don't get into an argument about the situation. Be calm, uh, in calm and in control. Uh, that kind of sets the mood for things. If we bring our emotion, maybe anger, uh, frustration into it, what kind of conversation are we going to have? And what I've found that has gone wrong in some of these conversations is that, you know, if we haven't made the issue clear, if we're not sure what the issue is, if we haven't framed it the right way, it's going to be a very difficult conversation. And, you know, you could get into an argument about it. So be in control, be calm, and do not get into an argument about this. Yeah, yeah. Because you, one, you're not listening. When, you're, when your emotions are flaring, when the surge of energy is happening within you, we just can't hear anymore. So it's important to do that. And then I think that I love the idea of being clear, the importance of being clear. Uh, and sometimes that requires, okay, I'd like to, you know, we're kind of talked about this situation. Now let's just talk about, let's, let's go back and review what are the things that the expectations are going forward. What, let's, let's make sure we're aligned. So part of that pause is actually to be really clear on, on what the issue is and that we're aligned to it. You know, what the issue is, what we've agreed to, we kind of want to do going forward. And let's make sure that we have that pause and alignment dialogue prior to saying, okay, now what do we want to do? And you've stepped right into the next couple of points and it fits in perfect. Outline the next steps. Is it training? Is it more work? Is it a PIP program? You know, set the goals for the training or the improvement or the do-over, whatever it is. One of the big problems people have when they get talked to is they're, they're concerned about what's next. Am I getting walked out the door? Because you always go to that negative place, right? If you don't know, if there's a vacuum of information, you're going to assume the worst. So I think it's really helpful in these types of situations uh, as things calm down, as people have had the space to absorb this and they ask some questions and, you know, the rapport kind of takes over again outline the steps, tell them, this is what, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want us to do together. And these are the goals. And this is what I want at the end of the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a PIP, a performance improvement plan is, you know, that's a pretty serious thing. Uh, hopefully uh, that this is not where you're starting. Uh, that's something that you uh, have in place, put in place with either a really significant issue uh, that's occurred, a significant breach, uh, or this is the third conversation you've had with this person and really now it's time to take it to a more serious level. I always encourage the coaching, but coaching with clarity. 
uh, what, what you've indicated earlier, really be clear about how we're going to do this and how we're going to follow up. It just doesn't have to be as formal, but it has to be clear and it has to be really um, uh, focused as to what we're going to be doing and what your role is and what my role is. So it almost is a mini PIP, but it's, it's, it's less formal. Uh, those PIPs become it when it becomes really formal and it's, you know, here's the outcomes if you don't do it. Absolutely. And, and flowing right on again is if you need any resources, have them ready to go. If it is training, if it is mentorship or whatever you're going to be doing, if it is, you know, unfortunately, maybe a PIP that uh, you're ready to go, that there's no lag, that we can flow right into the next step, whatever that is. Yeah, always uh, ask what they think would be most useful to support them to achieving their goals. This is all about uh, helping them be successful uh, and, and overcoming the challenges that they're currently finding themselves in. So having them articulate what they need uh, and then as long as it's something you can provide is going to be so much more impactful because they're going to own it. And I think if uh, anybody uh, listening has ever been through one of these things, it really emphasizes how important it is about setting expectations at the beginning of people's uh, projects or the work that they're doing. If you go through uh, one of these tough conversations, even once, uh, it certainly emphasizes the importance at the beginning of tasks and projects that we set uh, proper expectations with a lot of conversations around them. It's so much easier to go back and as a touchstone say, okay, let's go back to what we had agreed to at the beginning. Now there may be things that changed and happened that we need to amend, but boy, oh boy, if you're, if you're touch, uh, you're going back to those touchstones of aligned agreement, it makes these conversations so much easier. And this is a confidential discussion. Uh, only those that are in the know need to be in the know. And, and although other people may have to deal with the fallout, it's really important that these types of issues are handled as confidentially as possible. And, you know, uh, this can be something that's really tough as a manager, especially the stress of what's going on. Sometimes things leak and you say, you know, geez, I got to have a conversation with Alistair again, you know, about this and that type of thing to someone. You got to be really cautious about that. Uh, you know, yes, you will have your confidence, the folks that you're sounding boards, if you want to think through how best to uh, to do that. If you have a coach, an executive coach, those are, are helpful uh, people as well to do this, but really it's important because leakage can create that lack of trust um, and certainly a feeling that you don't have my back uh, if something leaks out. So I agree, confidentiality is really, really important in these, these circumstances. And it's difficult, right? Because other people, you know, within your area, on your team or department, whatever you call it, may know there's an issue and they want something done about it. And, uh, uh, it's hard to keep this confidential when other people are being affected by the behaviors or the lack of work being done. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. We talked about this in, I think, one of the other podcasts around, you know, what do you do if, if it involves others? And someone said, gee, it doesn't seem like anything's being done, you know, in these situations and, and how you respond to that. So hang on for those other conversations that we have in the podcasts of, of you know, um, what you say as a manager, if someone says this doesn't seem to be, nothing seems to be happening here, uh, if it's an issue that needs to be addressed by. Yeah, I think the one you're referring to, we haven't brought, um, published yet, I think it's Ignore It. I think that's yeah, the one you're yeah, talking about. Right. Yeah. 
And remember that we want our employees to succeed. And that means sometimes we have to have the talk. We have to sometimes deal with issues or deficits of some sort, but we want people to succeed. And that means sometimes we have to have a talk to help them along to make them a better employer employee and to deal with things. Yeah. And you know, we, as a manager, I will echo this in almost all podcasts. The two most important things you bring is curiosity and courage and courage is that piece where I need to, I need to bring these issues forward because that's the best way that I'm actually going to care for you and help you as one of my employees. Curiosity is knowing that you have your own perspective and there might be something else you're not aware of. And so you need to be curious enough to actually understand uh, their perspective because there might be something you're not aware of that you can help in building that go forward plan. And the, the next one is a really tough one. When the issue is over, it's over. When it's dealt with, it's dealt with. And unless it gets compounded later on, um, if we've de dealt with it and the situation is fixed, then it's over. You know, one, and one thing that just stirred in me is, is also um, that if you see great traction and responsiveness uh, from the plan, this is where encouraging comes in uh, because, you know, momentum is built uh, through recognition. And so when tough stuff happens, and then you see a shift occur and something turn in the other direction towards positive performance, uh, be overt, catch the person and say, hey, Alistair, I know we had the conversation last week and we agreed to that. I noticed that you did this and this, awesome. That's exactly what we're talking about. So reinforce the behaviors and the alignment and, and, and ask if there's any other support that's required to continue to help move forward. So that's just a, a nice quick kind of uh, close the loop that not only you let go of it, it's over, but you actually reinforce the new behaviors that you guys have agreed to. Yeah, that's awesome. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist in this situation. And the first one is the conversation is gonna feel awkward, guaranteed. And I think it's probably gonna be awkward for the boss as well. Yeah, no one likes to deal with gaps in performance, even if you know it, um, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable. And have a good attitude. It's difficult. It's awkward. But as a boss, I appreciate it when I have to speak to somebody. Hopefully we have a good rapport. We have a good working relationship. And they know that if we're having this talk, then uh, I want to help them. I want to get this fixed, whatever it is. And there's nothing better when you talk to somebody, when you have a really good conversation about it and they have a really good attitude about it and it's healthy. Mm, I, I, I agree. I agree. And take the talk. Well, sometimes our stuff needs more work or we've messed up. How you take criticism or correction is noticed by your boss. They want a good, diligent employee who they can work with. And that just reinforces what I just said. Yeah. And you know, you know, part of that is also acknowledging that you are going to have emotional flares yourself, um, whether you agree or disagree, even if you do agree with what the ma manager is telling you, you still feel the pain of the gap and that creates energy, anxiety, uh, stress, 
which, which can also close you off. So, you know, we end all of these sessions with the, uh, uh, we hope that you'll have some uh, joy and some churn, the churn inside of you uh, that can occur when this uh, happens um, is, is, is an indicator that there might be something to learn. So when you feel that, just acknowledge it, you know, sometimes even verbally acknowledge it to your manager. Wow, this is really hard for me to hear. Uh, and, uh, but I want to understand, so I want to get better. But even acknowledging that, boy, this makes me frustrated. This makes me uh, anxious. Um, and I want to take this learning and going forward. There's something about articulating how you're feeling, either just within yourself uh, or even verbally with your boss that can help you then shift away from that anxiety energy or anger energy that you might be feeling based upon this feedback towards, so what can I learn from it? What should I do with this? Yeah, that's awesome. And I think uh, it's so important not to be argumentative, but at the same time, it's important that uh, in confidence and clearly we ask uh, as many questions as we can about what our boss wants, what they want changed and make sure that we understand what the issue is, but to approach that not from an argumentative uh, perspective. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes that allows you to create that space in yourself to actually listen. So, you know, it's great to be able to say, Alistair, um, I'm not sure I totally understand what you're saying. Can you just give me another example of where that, where this might have showed up, or how this might have impact? Um, you said this. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Sometimes just asking that question allows you space to hear it again, uh, to, to actually take it in and absorb it. It allows you that that uh, uh, pause creates that pause for you to uh, reflect and understand. Um, but uh, uh, in those situations. It's funny, I, uh, as you were talking, uh, this uh, story I hadn't, uh, hadn't remembered in years and years and years, and it probably hits a whole bunch of points that we've been laying out here. I got called into, uh, this like literally probably 25 years ago, I got called into an office by my boss and he started off the conversation with, Alistair, I'm very disappointed in you, <laughs> which nobody wants to hear that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he, he was going on about, you know, my performance and, uh, uh, I finally, uh, very respectfully, I asked him, what, what are you talking about? Like, what specifically are you talking about that you're disappointed with me? And uh, at that time, uh, uh, the organization I worked with, they, they kept stats on everything. So I asked to see the document and, uh, it was for a 28 day period. And I think I worked nine days because of holidays and days off and stuff. And anyways, I'm looking at this document. I went like, how did I get all this stuff done in that time period? Like I was really busy, you know? And then there was one goose egg. There was one zero there. And uh, I said, you know, is this what you're worried about? This zero here? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that doesn't look good, Alistair. And of all the, of the 28 things that it, uh, the 36 things or whatever it is that this document measured, it is like definitely number 36 on the, on the level of importance. So we, we actually had a really good talk and I, I wasn't angry with them and he kind of backed off a little bit and um, we started getting into talks about expectations. And I basically went to him, I said, listen, boss, if there's some scene out there and I'm the first one there and I'm in charge of the scene and, and stuff's going on, do you ever worry about me being in charge there? He goes, of course not, Alistair. 
And so I just kind of left. I said, listen, I will try to put something in that box for you, but there's so many other important things out there that we do out here that the public expects us to do that I will try, but I'm, I'm just glad that we can agree that uh, you trust me out there and that uh, you, you think I'm a responsible member of this organization. And thank goodness we didn't have an argument about it because it ended up being like a nothing thing, but just the way it was approached and it was really it was really possible for this thing to go off the roll uh, off the rails. And we ended up working together later on as, as equals. And it was kind of interesting, but uh, it was one of those situations I learned a lot from it because uh, it was important to him. Uh, what he was concerned about had no importance to me whatsoever, but just the way that we were able to keep the conversation on the rails. And even though I thought, you know, it wasn't fair how it started out. Uh, it was an interesting story. And uh, uh, as you were talking, it, something triggered and I remembered this story and it, it's something I'm going to have to to remember because I think there was a lot of uh, uh, things to remember from it, things to, uh, that were important. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you really resonated with me, that is the importance of the setup of the talk. And I don't think we covered that at all, but you know, that uh, I'm really disappointed in you is not a great setup uh, to the talk. And, you know, even how do you invite people to this conversation? You know, like, I mean, we called it the talk, but, uh, you know, did you incorporate that as a part of a regular update? If it is something specific, you need to call them and chat with them about how do you think about really, how do you best set them up? But then at the beginning, when you are together, and if it's on Zoom or if it's in person or wherever that is, how do you reinforce that uh, one, you are there for the person, uh, that, that, that there's something that you need to talk about. And part of it, the reason you wanna talk about it is, is to support them in being successful in their role, you know, depending on what it is and how many conversations you've had, but make sure you set it up well and set it up quickly so that they know why they're there, what your intentions are and what you hope to accomplish. Uh, and definitely don't start with, I'm disappointed in you, <laughs> because that automatically sets the energy spikes and the emotional flares uh, shooting off in your head. So, uh, and what a waste of energy versus uh, be really crisp and clear. Here's what we're here. I'm here to support you. And, and here's what my hope is. Well, to make the story even worse, uh, Greg, uh, he just happened to be walking by and he grabbed me. <laughs> it wasn't even a planned thing. It wasn't right. a regular... <laughs> it wasn't a, a regular supervision right. thing or I, I wasn't bringing anything to him. I just happened to be walking by and it's like, hey, Alistair, I'm disappointed with you. Yeah. Well, it's amazing though, because you described this guy really trusted you and, and he valued who you were and how our words or one statement could spin things out of control. And I mean, the intention was, hey, I just want to grab you to chat about this thing, but how it's set up and being th this whole thoughtful, your very first comment was plan out the conversation, plan out the conversation and be really uh, start well, you know, is, is, is uh, the one piece that I also picked out out of your, out of your example there. Great example. Well, our first uh, point for the manager was plan out the conversation, keep your cool, and be respectful with no sweeping generalities. Yeah, exactly. And I think our last point for the employees, uh, and this is kind of a delicate thing, but I think we need to put it forward for discussion anyways. If there are some facts about the situation that would be helpful to your manager, then tactfully provide them too, because sometimes 
we may we think we have all the facts or we know what the situation is and you know as part of the conversation if it's obvious to the employee that we're missing a part of the story or we don't understand uh, things that are going on fully that you know how do we provide those in this conversation to uh, give a better understanding of the situation yeah and assume good intent so you know your example that you just shared was uh, asking good questions of probe to understand the specifics of what he was worried about but it might be something like um first acknowledge the seriousness of the conversation and it's boy this is uh this is a serious situation i agree and i can understand why you'd be upset what you might not be aware of and there, that i that also important for you to understand to know is this i'm not sure if you're aware of this situation uh, the other piece of information that might help inform the situation is this having those kinds of things and you know acknowledging the seriousness of the situation and that you take it serious and bring forward additional data and information that might help better inform both the situation and the plan going forward, that's a really good way to bring it, bring it ahead. But it is tricky because especially if your manager is in a heated mode and, and just frustrated and that type of thing, you gotta read the room and know how best to do it. But not bringing it forward is not gonna help your manager because frankly, if you if he goes down or she goes down the pathway of of really being overly tough and not understanding the full picture, that's not good for them either. So find ways to bring that data forward. I think is really important. And I think what underscores everything that you've said there uh, is just the importance of both the manager and the employee in this conversation keeping their cool so that you can have that conversation and talk about maybe some facts or some other factors that really need to be brought into the conversation for a more full understanding of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So Greg, uh, do you have any uh, other thoughts before we wrap up? No, you know, I think we've, uh, the only, the only, I always say no. And then I always go on to talk about two or three things. I should really, really, is that true? <laughs> talk about setting up right i have three things that are jumping into my mind first of all pause as a manager pause before you have the conversation always pause and recognize your emotions and settle and and uh, get ready secondly plan which you've already uh, uh got got in there uh is really be thoughtful about what you're saying and what you're bringing forward and third thing is enter with curiosity and courage uh, in both the situations and really leverage those two beautiful skills to both bring forward what's important to be heard, but also to be open and listen for maybe some of those additional facts that you may uh, need to discover and uh, situations you need to discover. Uh, so that's what I would uh, say. And then probably the last one, which is just making sure you got a good plan going forward that's aligned and supported um, to, to move ahead. So, uh, those would be my, my quick summary of the things that I said. I didn't have anything more to say. <laughs> I expected you to say something. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. And, you know, the talk has all these negative connotations about it and maybe sometimes that's deserved, but, uh, so often, you know, the step forward is we have to take a look back and say, listen, you know, 
this is, you know, we didn't meet the mark on this situation. This is what I expected. This is what I expect going forward. And sometimes we do have to take that step back so that we can move forward. So yes, there are sometimes negative connotations around the talk, but it's, it's also a healthy thing that sometimes needs to happen. And, you know, we've got another podcast about when it doesn't happen called Ignore It, which we we'll, now we'll have to make sure we get out in the next couple of weeks. So that kind of links to this one. But uh, it is so important for this talk to happen at times, and it needs sometimes just to be a good, healthy discussion. Yeah, agreed. So we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. And uh, Greg, I'm going to lean on you for happy or peeved your yeah, philosophy we, there? Yes, we always uh, end with uh, uh, an insight that I've learned over my career, uh, first from a great coach, and then as I have become a coach, is that every time I left really great talks uh, or coaching sessions, I often left with both uh, joy and excitement of something that I had accomplished and moved forward, uh, and also churn and being a little peeved off and both bring great insights and go forward actions out of them. So we always say that we hope that in these uh, podcasts that you'll leave with things that you feel good about, jo brings joy of things that you're working on that you've moved ahead. And also there might be some things that kind of stung you a little bit about, oh man, that, that hits, hits me right where, uh, where, where I got work to do there. So uh, uh, we hope that you will um, garner a little bit of each because both are great and both will help uh, us become better managers uh, and better uh, team members as well. Amen. Hmm. So remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.